Hawks Nation, what is going on? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Fan TV Podcast. I am your host, Mac. I'm here with my beloved ho- co-host, uh, Hawks Fan TV, AJ. Excited to have you on again, my man. Um, yeah, and uh, there's not 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 too much to intro this week, guys. Uh, <laughs> we're recording this on uh, April 17th, 2023, and the Hawks just got dog-walked by the Celtics in Game 1. Um, there are some bright spots. I think the second half, definitely, we uh, we cleaned it up a bit. Um, we'll get to that later, but you know, main main point is not not the the greatest time in in Hawks world. But hey, guys, that's something we've been going through all season. So I would hope we've gotten a little bit used to it at this point. Um, but yeah, man, before we get into it, you know, how you feeling, AJ? How 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 you doing over there? Man, doing doing good. Besides the uh, sport sport success, you know, it's uh, definitely the toilet right now but the beautiful thing of the nba playoffs is you get to do it all again and tomorrow we get another chance on tuesday to you know get that taste out of our mouth whether it be you know however it plays out i think i think the hawks will play a lot better on tuesday night you know just to preface what we're going to talk about later in the show oh yeah i totally agree man you know and um you know that's why they say i think i said this in our hawks fan tv group chat the other day i was like hey they play seven for a reason you know what i mean so it's it's a seven game series it's Game one is definitely one of those things. I think as Hawks fans, um, I know I did at least. We, I think Trey Young in 2021 got us used to, uh, we're going to win game one. We okay. won game one in uh, New York. We won game one in Philly, and we won game one in Milwaukee. So this whole being on the road, being the lower seed, I, I will admit going into uh, Saturday's game, I was rather confident, man. I was like, we're going to pull it off today. We got the rest. You know, last year when we – had to um, have the two play-in games. We played on Friday and then had to turn around and play on Sunday afternoon. I knew we were going to lose that game. We, there's no way the guys guys were gassed at that point. They had used all of their energy to get that play-in win. I thought with the extra amount of rest, Trey Young proven that, you know, game one, the dude's a killer. And I don't know what happened, man. You know, um, you know, <laughs> Trey, obviously, he ended up cleaning up a little bit, and everybody is allowed to have an off day. I have off days at work, too. That You know, it, it happens. Man, what a what an inopportune time to be having an off day. Um, Trey Young, uh, I believe he started 0 for 7 or 0, 0 for 8 from the floor. Um, it was, but you know what? It, 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 Trey wasn't alone on that. We went one for 16 from three in the first half. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I don't care, man. Um, unless unless the other team went one for si- one for 16, which they didn't, um, you're probably not going to win that game, man. Three pointers are it's it's like passing yards in the NFL. Like, sure, you want to run for a lot of yards, go ahead, man. You're going to need to pass the ball to win. You got to hit threes to win games in the NBA, man. It's just how it works. So, obviously, when that happened, I I didn't I didn't like our chances too much. But um, I will say this, and you know, I'll I'll get your opinion on it. I I definitely think there is something that we can, for lack of better terminology, here hang our hat on uh, the second half in Game One. Um, I I think it'd be it'd be hard to say that Boston didn't uh, you know let up on the gas pedal a little bit. I'm sure they did. And that probably attributes largely to why the Hawks were able to make a little bit of a comeback there. Um, but you know what I mean? To be down by 32 halfway through the second quarter. And then I think it was like six minutes left in the fourth. We were down by 12. Like, I mean, that's, Hey, you know, you, you can, you can accept that that is something um, there's no moral victories in the playoffs, but you can at least say, Hey, let's focus on what we did in the second half and just completely ignore that first half, throw that shit in the trash. That's over with. Absolutely. Don't repeat anything. No, nothing worked in the first half. You don't even need to watch the film. Just watch the second half, and and we'll be all right. So, um, yeah, man, how 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 are you feeling about about game one? I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's tough to find any uh, positives. Uh, you know, 
in all honesty, the game just you, I was kind of with you, man. I, I just thought they were gonna come. I, I I just thought it was gonna be competitive. At the very least, I thought that game was going to be a fourth quarter game to come down to it. I do think on paper, the Hawks and the Celtics actually kind of mirror each other in some ways. They're veteran in some areas, and then they're young in some areas, just like the Hawks. They're and just like the Hawks, that team is very battle tested. They've had multiple playoff runs, they've gone deep multiple times, I guess, unlike the Hawks. But, you know, this team knows, you know, how to play during this time of year. So I was ready wholeheartedly for a great Boston challenge. But, man, the Hawks just, I mean, yeah, like you said, what the bet? I mean, when you shoot like that, you're not going to win a regular season game, a recreational game, a high school game. I don't care what it is when the discrepancy on the three-point line in modern basketball is how you alluded to, um, a deficit that big, it's it's not going to translate to winning basketball. So, you know, um, something you and I were talking about off air was a Miami game where it seemed like, man, that, that's what gave you comp- – it was the first game we had seen all year where we hit threes. We were in the paint. We were playing dogs, defense. Man. We were moving the ball around. I mean, everything looked like – and so, you know, you're you're coming, like you said, to this game being like, man, the Hawks, they got some good stuff heading into this one. And fortunately, it just didn't translate from the playing game. Oh, yeah. No, man, I mean, you know, I love to see it, you know, to to talk more positively about the Hawks than last week. I love to see that game against Miami, man. That's a team that, you know, has always outmuscled us. I won't say always, but at least in recent years, has outmuscled us, outworked us, outgrinded us. You know, the heat culture, man. Well, we yeah. out heat cultured them on in that playing game. Um, you know, every, everybody's seen the stats at this point, out rebounded them 63 to 39. Come on, man. Absolutely. 22 to 6 offensive rebounds. Like that's insane. I mean, but basically all of them by Clint Capella and Big O, those dudes got a huge got game. Clint, Clint, Clint played a huge game. That's a that's an all-time hawk game right there. For, oh yeah. Oh, for yeah. what was at stake. That was a great, great performance by Clint. Oh yeah. No, no, that was that was incredible. We we outscored them on second chance points by 20 points, 26 to 6. And then you go look at the the stats against Boston, and they're not as lopsided. But yeah. we we did. We we got two. I mean, it's only two, but two more offensive rebounds than them. That's two more second chances that we got. They out-rebounded us overall. But, I mean, the point I'm making is that it's hard to look at some of the statistics and watch the game against Miami and not be like, how did the Hawks win that game? Well, they won it by controlling the boards Absolutely. and just – Never giving the Heat a second chance, you know. Yeah. And then, and then you go and watch Game One against the Celtics, and you know the stats honestly kind of show me that maybe the Hawks were getting more rebounds than I realized. But as I'm watching it, I'm just like, "Damn, man! I know it's been a few days. Maybe you guys are a little tired, but what happened? You know?" It's, it's and, the and effort, it's, it's exactly. The effort. And then the effort, and that's where I was getting at. It's the idea that the the Heat were the monkey on the Hawks' back, right? Like they they had to beat them, man. They've had our number for so long. I don't know if they feel that way about the Celtics. You know what I mean? They may just view them like they're a very great team. We really respect them, and that's you know warranted by the Celtics. Point I'm really making though is that it just didn't feel like the same tenacity was there. Absolutely. Um, but uh, you know that's something that I think. You know, we could be sitting in a room with the players right now, and they're probably like, "Yeah, you guys, yeah, you're not wrong." You know, we we weren't we weren't out there busting people's heads like we were in Miami. Yeah. So I'm hoping to see that in Boston. But I will say this: knowing this team and knowing what it'll how how they react to the home environment, if it doesn't happen in Game Two, I'm gonna put my money on that it'll happen in Game Three. We're yeah. I, I I I don't I don't want to make a, a guess yet. We'll do that towards the end of the show about the rest of the series. I do think the Hawks can win it. But I also think, you know, the idea, the possibility of being gentlemen swept, meaning lose both games in Boston, win that game three with a bunch of emotion behind it like we did last year, and then dropping four and five. 
that that certainly could happen. But I, I think game two, if the Hawks want to win the series, I think game two is becoming a must win, honestly. Yeah. I, I agree, especially, um, you know, we you want to allude it to the run that we had, you know, a couple years back. They won road games, big road games. And that's what it takes to go far in the playoffs. I mean, unless you're just a dynamite team, which you even see, you know, those are flashes in the pan when you even span over decades about teams just rolling through the playoffs. You know, nowadays it's it's so it's so competitive and you have to win road games. And the Hawks have they they have to. I I I agree with you. I do believe this is a must-win game because, like you said, you either gotta win one here or you gotta win one down the line. So you might as well split it, come back home, and then right. you kind of control the series in your own hands. So, you know, um, I, I'd love to see a lot of those things that they did against Miami. I think I think you're right. I don't know what it was. Was it effort or maybe the moment? But I mean, you're watching that first quarter, and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are just walking to the rim, it seemed like. I mean, these guys are getting Layup, layup said, I think I might have had a chance to hit right. And it, it's just not – didn't look like playoff-level intensity, which was – I'll give Quinn Snyder a little knock too, something I expected a little bit for the team to be a well-prepared. That's a that's something that, you know, has put a lot of other past Hawks coaches under ire too. So, you know, I, I would think in a playoff situation, our team would have been a little bit more prepared for the moment. So I hope, again, game two, that, that uh, script flips a little bit. Oh, yeah. No, I mean that's a good point, man. You know, I don't, I don't think anybody from Game One is uh, clear of criticism. You know what I mean? Yeah, so absolutely. yeah, I, I definitely think Quinn deserves a little bit. Um, you know, I'll say this: I think Game One, and that that's where I mentioned the Trey Young in twenty twenty one winning those Game Ones on the road. Like yeah. I've watched enough NBA playoff basketball in my life. The lower seed Game One on the road, they don't normally win, believe no. it or not. So I'm just saying. Maybe, you know, Quinn is has the mentality of like, hey, like we were not viewing this as a must win, you know, like yeah. we just got to go out there, maybe, maybe figure out what works and what doesn't. And maybe that's what they did. You know, who knows? You know, I'm, I'm probably uh, being a little too optimistic on that. There probably was, you know, a little bit of failure. Um, but um, to, to give him a little bit of credit, though, I do think and this is something that um, I know we did talk about in the Hawks fan TV Group chat, I saw it on Twitter. I talked with my buddies about it. The, the game in Miami, all right? If Nate McMillan is our head coach, that is a completely different ball game, okay? Completely different. Um, and I think the biggest thing, to be completely honest, and I saw a bunch of memes about it, and honestly, man, the, the memes about Nate McMillan are some of my favorite. But <laughs> um, it was uh, – I can't remember the exact name, but it was like Nate watching Jalen right now. And it's because Jalen was having an incredible game. And it's yeah. the idea of like, look, man, I get you may think he was a little young and maybe didn't have uh, his head in the right space or whatever, or priorities were out of whack. Bro, the dude's a baller. Like, quit yeah. acting like that's what matters. What matters is can he produce on the floor? That's what matters. Come on, man. So I, I think that was very refreshing to see uh, Jalen and Onyeka play such big games in Miami because – um, I'm, I'm close to the point where I'm not saying, you know, I want to keep our stars, obviously, but I'm getting to the point where I'm like, all right, as long as we keep Jalen and Onyeka, yeah. if we got to move other parts, move the other parts, man. But those two dudes need to stay Atlanta Hawks for a very long time. No, they're, they're great players. I, I do want to pose you this question. What do you think about, um, you know, I'd say just the lack of us seeing him on the floor for big minutes, but A.J. Griffin, you know, he started so hot the season. I thought he was going to be – you know, a key player for us around this time of year too, just the way he could shoot the ball. And uh seems like he's just kind of fizzled out of the lineup a little bit. Yeah, and I think that's the best way to put it, Um, not even just fizzling out of the lineup. His production fills it out a little bit, which was, I feel like, to be a little bit expected. The the guy 
you know, back in December, maybe even parts of January was playing so well that I think, you know, Paul Bancaro was going to run away with it, but he was probably like getting, getting legitimate consideration for rookie of the year, just like Jalen Williams out of OKC. That dude came out of nowhere. And then Feb- February on, he was just balling, right? Yeah. So I feel like it's kind of reverse for AJ. I think his role diminished a little bit. I do think um, – I don't know why this is, but I do think Nate probably wanted to include AJ a little bit more in the rotation than Quinn has. That's at least something I feel like is – you know, I don't, I don't know if the fizzling out was production, a coaching change or what. I do know this. There's no way in hell that it's a character issue. Like, I, I'm not worried about that at all. Definitely but, not. Definitely exactly. not. Exactly. So, point being is that I'm sure he's probably not that bothered by it today. Of course, he wants to be out there, but I'm sure he recognizes, hey, I mean, I think he's still 19. I, I He may have turned 20 at this point, but I'm a 19-year-old. You know, it's the playoffs. Unless somebody gets hurt, I'm probably not going to see much time, you know? Mm-hmm. So, as much as I would love to see AJ out there, I actually bought his jersey when I was at the Warriors game. Like I, I, I'm a, I'm a big AJ Griffin fan, I but it. I do understand that you know. Um, I'll say this actually, but before I make that point, I do think if we get down three one, AJ could end up playing a lot of minutes in Game Five. Who knows? You know what I mean? Um, this was more so due to injury, but I remember in the 2020 run, 2021 run, excuse me, uh, Trey Young was out for one of the games at home and Cam Reddish went off and it was clearly this moment where Cam Reddish wouldn't have gone off if Trey was playing because he wouldn't have had the opportunities. Right. So maybe, maybe something like that does happen. I know that wasn't the exact same situation as being down three, one. Obviously I was getting more at Quinn's throwing him out there because, Hey, this series over, let's see what you got kid. Um, But yeah, I, I wouldn't worry about it for anybody that may be, you know, worried for lack of a better term on it. I I think it's more of just a personnel thing. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, man, you know, it's, um, it's, it's something that it's definitely noteworthy. I, I, I probably would have guessed this time two weeks ago going to the playoffs that he would have had some sort of role. Um, I think he's shown that he's got that clutch gene that you can't really teach. Um, but you know, um, but yeah, man, uh, what, what's, what's, what's your opinion on AJ? You know, I'm just, from what I saw, you know, kind of down the stretch of the last month of the season and even, you know, some of the playing game and, you know, maybe against Boston too. Is, I mean, we could definitely use some shooting. So I would just, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, start integrating it, him better, giving him better roles into the offense where he can, you know, have success. So I would just be curious to see how we do in some of those lineups. Cause again, you got him bogey. You know, now Boston scrambling, covering multiple shooters, just like we have to do with them. So just a, just more so of a str- strategical approach. And, you know, putting guys like Jalen Johnson in there with those kind of units, Jalen Johnson does a good job of seeing over the top of defenses and finding guys like that in open positions and giving them the ball where they need to shoot. So I would think, you know, potentially, uh, you know, getting him back in the lineup, especially, uh, all right, this is someone that's got to, he's got to, Big, 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 big game two that's needed out of him is DeAndre Hunter because he, at most points in that game, was a minus 15 player or greater. So he wasn't really having much of an impact, and he was actually a liability. People want to make fun of Trey Young. All right, sure, Trey's got this, but that was that was on DeAndre, and he's supposed to be one of our best perimeter defenders. I'm not saying – I mean, he's guarding great players. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are elite wing players. Right. But, 
we're going to need, you know, something better than that in the playoffs or at least something to, you know, minimize that impact that we're going to get, you know, offensive, defensive um, on both ends of the floor. So, you know, that's that's something I would say. And I'm sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent, but I had to bring it up because we hadn't brought up his name. And I love DeAndre. I've been a big supporter of DeAndre, but this is kind of where the rubber is starting to meet the road. And we need to we need to start seeing some a string of performances that say that I can do this on a consistent basis. Right. I completely agree, man. You know, um, I won't I won't say much about DeAndre either, but you know, at this point, you can't really say like he's inexperienced or whatever yeah. it may be. Um, at this point, the consistency with DeAndre is is a little glaring, honestly. It's when the dude's on, he's on, man. He could shut down some of the best players in the league, but then when he's off, like you were mentioning in game one, um, you you actually mentioned it before. You were saying that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were getting like layups, basically. Absolutely. Yeah, guess who guess who was uh defending them on those plays, man? It was DeAndre. So I don't I don't know. Hopefully it was just an off day for him. I went to the driving range yesterday. I've I've played awful, right? So you have off days. Maybe it was just an off day for him. So again, it's a beauty. Um, you get you get to play another game. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, so cool, man. So we'll uh we'll we'll do a preview of the the remaining games, two, three, and four. Well, hopefully we have more after that. Before we do though, gonna gonna pay some bills around here. Um, mm-hmm. as always, uh check out this message from our guys over at Ferminent. Absolutely. When you need quick, effective, and accurate data cabling services, call Firmament Solutions. We care about your network infrastructure. Our services are white-labeled, so you get the contracts. We provide the services. Our expertise includes low-voltage communication, networking, electrical, physical security, and life safety equipment. We're industry leaders, providing 24-hour service coverage. So we ask, when is the best time to have one of our certified technicians assist you? All right, thank you guys. Um, so yeah, so as I mentioned before, before paying some bills, there we'll uh, we'll we'll jump into game two, three, and four. Um, I'll just go ahead and say right now, game two. As much as I want it to be a win, I think it is got to be viewed as a must win. I will painfully admit, I think it's going to be like a one nineteen, one sixteen loss. You know what I mean? Like we just didn't beat them. Now game three. I don't know if it'll be like where it was Miami, where we went on a buzzer beater like it was last year. I actually do think if we lose game two, we probably win game three pretty handily. Okay. We probably just beat them, you know, through and through like we did in Miami. For sure. They may go on a run in the fourth quarter, get it down to eight or nine points or whatever, but we end up, you know, still winning the game. Um, But I'll be honest, if, if game two is won by the Hawks and this is something that this team knows and I need to see out of this team because we've seen it out of them. They'll understand, all right, now we have home court advantage. Take care of what we had to take care of, and we're on to the next round, you know? Um, that was something that, because of the 2021 run last year against Miami, I really wanted to see it. But last year was clearly, as Hawks fans, man, as, as painful as to say, was just a little bit of a wash. You know what I mean? This year, I had all the hopes that it would be more, obviously, <laughs> as we went through the season, and ended up being the most mid-team of all time. But we're here. We're here. We can still do something. Um, you know, and I understand. Gosh, I'm probably going to get some heat for this one. I understand they were, they're one seed higher, and it's a different team, different makeup. But look at what the Lakers just did to the Grizzlies. They're the lower seed, and we're up by a point with, I want to say, like a minute and a half left, and then went on a 15-0 run and just waxed up. And you know who did that? It was Anthony Davis and LeBron James. No, it wasn't. It was Rui Hachimura and freaking Austin Reeves, all right? 
I'm just Cold. saying. I'm, I'm serious though. Like it's one of those where it's like, come on, guys. I'm sick and tired of watching Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura. And you know, let's we have ballers on this team. Let's be ballers. I I I, I need to see it, but. The rational side of me is definitely accepting that, you know, game two may not go in our favor. So with all that being said, I feel like you uh, and you, our listeners, you'll see AJ is a very optimistic. He's way more positive than me. So with that being said, how are you feeling about game two, three? And four? Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I have stood by pretty much this series playing out this way. I think we do win game two. I actually will personally be there for game three. Um, which I actually think we'll lose, and I think we win game four. I've always thought the series would be 2-2 at some point, some way, and it pretty much will come down to a best of three, whether it comes to the Hawks are a good team and a competitive team, and I think that they will give the Celtics you know, some problems in different type of matchups. From there on, I can't tell you what happens in a best of three. Obviously, historically, we've never played well in Boston. Um, I can uh, relate to the first playoff run I ever watched the Hawks be a part of was – when they played that Celtics team, you know, back in 07. And, uh, yeah, they got thrashed in game seven. Uh, of five points. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it wasn't pretty. So, um, if we can avoid that, uh, ideally, if we could win six games somehow, some way, that would be the way to get it. I don't see us winning in a seven-game series in Boston. Um, and, again, I'm just going based off history. But um, I do think the the next three games that you mentioned, we're gonna it's going to be a 2-2 draw, man. I don't know how it gets there, but. I think that's how the cards are going to lie, man. I really do think the Hawks are going to dig deep, come back, play a little smarter. Celtics, I mean, they're they're human. They just beat a team by basically 40 at one point. And, you know, they may come back and they may lay an egg themselves too. But you can't keep – it's hard to have performances like that back-to-back is all I'm saying. So I like the Hawks to maybe sneak out a game here, brother. Oh, yeah. Hey man, I I'll buy it. I I hey, I I don't I don't want to be pessimistic. No, absolutely. Hey, feel a game, still a taco, baby. Exactly, exactly. Um, and hey, you know what? Alex tweeted it. He got a little bit of heat from it, but that's okay. Um, I think Hawkman <laughs> TV. We're used to that over here. Um, but he was saying that you know the coaching edge should be given to Quinn, and it should. Quit acting like one season is why Missoula is a better coach than him. Quinn Snyder has so much more experience in the playoffs. Absolutely. Point absolutely. being, out all that. Let's see a Quinn Snyder masterclass tomorrow, guys. Absolutely. Let's see you, Quinn. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, man, you know, I'm glad you said that because I'm actually feeling better now. I, 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 you know what? I like our chances tomorrow. I like our chances. I do, I do too, man. I think, again, they're going to be prepared. Um, what I was questioning about Quinn, I think he'll readjust. Um, I mean, you know, he, he you got to understand with him, I think, too, just my last point is that he, he came from a tough tenure in Utah where people were doubting him, doubting how it ended there and how he never got over the hump. So I really think he's going to get creative and how – he can make teams competitive and uh, obviously the off season will entail a lot of that, but I think we could see, you know, hope to see some signs of that even in this series. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's a very good point. I think that's when Quinn got hired just real quick. I, that's what I love is I feel like he's always been a dude that feels like he's got people to prove wrong. And obviously that's what our superstar embodies more than anything. He's got people he needs to prove wrong. You know what I mean? So that chip on your shoulder in sports can really help you out at times. It really can. So um so, yeah, man. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling good about it. We'll uh, we'll wrap up the episode on that. Um, before we go, obviously, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for the support. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Hawks Fan TV, Instagram as well at Hawks Fan TV. Check out our website at HawksFanTV.com. That's where you'll find all of our articles. Um, AJ is our chief editor. He writes, still writes a lot of them, but you know we have a team and they're all incredibly talented. Um, I'm actually yeah, kind I, of, I read those articles, man. And I'm like, Shh. 
shit, man, this is straight from ESPN. So, yeah. um, so those guys do a good job, man. Oh yeah. So, uh, so thank you guys for the support. Be looking out for more content. Um, I'll let you guys know. We were talking about it off air during the off season with the podcast. We got some pretty cool ideas. Um, we're going to be going over some of the history of the Hawks and uh, show you guys that we actually are a franchise that we can be proud of. So, um, so yeah, guys, we'll end on that. As always, hope you guys are staying safe and uh, happy and healthy out there. And uh, as always, go Hawks. <laughs>